The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome in. Welcome in to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. We are live. I am in studio. This is Demery Lachey. Kwame Lasseter will be calling in here on the lines uh, pretty soon here. He's uh, still doing the XO, still working out with the pre-draft uh, workout camps. Guys working out for the NFL right now, still doing that deal. Uh, he'll be doing that for the next couple of weeks. So actually on uh, these Tuesdays and Thursday shows, he will be calling in a lot, a whole bunch. But, hey, you can listen to me live. I am in the studio. Uh, Demery Lachey, and welcome. Today is Thursday, man. One day before Friday, playoff uh, championship, NFL championship weekend coming up. It's down to four, down to the final four. Uh, to me, the best the best four teams um, out of each division is definitely the uh, teams that are left. I mean, you could obviously throw the Cowboys maybe in there or so, but I think the NFL and uh, the guys who are out there playing in the professional league have done a great job. And you can kind of tell which teams uh, were going to be in this Final Four, this uh, AFC NFC Championship divisional game, or championship games, I should say. Uh, the Colts have been dominating in the AFC all season pretty much uh, since Andrew Luck has gotten to the NFL. They've been doing a great job against AFC teams, and not only that, uh, this season, uh, New England back on track, I mean, doing what they always do, so... Good to see them uh, back in track as well. We got Kwame here calling in on the line. Kwame, it's good to good to see you, man. Good to I guess you, I should say good uh, to hear from you. Good to see this yeah, calling in. Uh, I heard you talk about the team that got back on track. I'm interested in what's going to happen. Yeah, this this weekend. Oh yeah, it's a big weekend. It's finally championship weekend. It's Thursday. You know, a couple of days out. Uh, the weekend starts tomorrow. Uh, for me, I should say, and for everyone else, uh, the Friday is that day. Getting prepared for the uh, championship game, you know, it's a few, few little uh, AFC NFC uh, championship parties uh, that I've noticed around the valley. Uh, a lot oh, of yeah. places are starting to host. Yeah, and I'm, and you know, with the Super Bowl buzz picking up and the Pro Bowl game, and a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of revenue, a lot of business, a lot of uh, people, fans, uh, you name it, players. Uh, former players, a lot of people are in town now, and city's starting to get packed. How, uh, I don't know how uh, Arizona does this when they got this huge <laughs> and um, the roads are terrible. The one on one. Oh my it, goodness! It, it, it is the worst. Oh my goodness! I thought it was a car accident, but there wasn't. The roads just terrible. It's uh, and it was like that in when '95 when they got a Super Bowl, they had to fix the roads, and one on one was just being built. It was halfway done. In oh wow! 2008, they had to fix a lot of roads. Uh, they they got to do something. This is one of the most uh, populated places in the country. I think it's fourth in the in the country as far as the biggest city. Yeah, and you have up there. you have the Barrett Jackson, when you have uh, the Pro Bowl, you have the Open with Tiger Woods coming, uh, and I'm not discounting all the other guys. Yeah, but 
we know what Tiger Woods, what kind of draw he brings. And then you have the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and the Pro Bowl. You have all those things, and the Bowls are terrible trying to get there. And then <laughs> hotels, what I don't like is, is how the rolls off, but then hotels charge you an arm and leg. When you can stay at a hotel for $89 any other night, it's, right. uh, it's 400 uh, a night. 400 a night? Oh, yeah, different places. They're like 350 a night. When those hotels usually might cost you 89 Right, right, then, right. Then you got to get a minimum of uh, three nights. <laughs> oh, so it's a... It's a so they're so they coming up. Dang, they got so they got so they do like a package deal. Three days, four hundred dollars. I'm doing a Super Bowl party and I'm trying to do a package deal. <laughs> yeah, so my package deal is to lower the hotel. <laughs> I'm trying to lower the rate. Right, man. I, mean, that's... I talked to I talked to the guy. He was talking about uh, yeah, five hundred nights for the uh, presidential suite. I said, uh-huh. I'm not staying in the presidential suite. It's just a room, unless you got five people who, who's throwing in a hundred apiece. Yeah, uh, and then you got to get three to four nights minimum. Hey, you better all making these rooms two hundred a night, and you'd be the best in town because it's right off the six and the sixty and Thompson. Right, because there's not going to be a lot of people staying at the hotel. Then they're going to tell people that we're overbooked, but we can see if we can squeeze you in. That's the way yeah, that, yeah. that they do their package deals. Yeah, exactly, we squeeze you in for <laughs> extra hundred and fifty. <laughs> man, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty you sure. Know, uh, you know the talk I've been hearing, man. It's, it's kind of crazy, but it is possible. What's in that? Indianapolis and Green Bay in the Super Bowl. That that now that's crazy because honestly, that's crazy, but but it's possible. It is just because uh, they made it this far, and anything's possible in the game of football. The right. the matter of the, coming down to the X's and O's, and especially these teams knowing each other pretty well, um, who they're playing against their opponents in Seattle and New England, it's a possibility. Yeah, the two Midwest teams in Green Bay Packers and Indianapolis Colts. Now you wouldn't be surprised if you saw. You wouldn't be surprised whether it be Seattle or Green Bay representing the NFC East, but you right. might be surprised if they beat the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, beat the New England Patriots. But you look what the, uh, the Colts have been doing. Mm-hmm. They've, they've been they've been consistent. They've been consistent in winning their games and how they went about winning their games. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like any fluke plays or anything crazy happened. They just running their offense. Yeah, and they've been doing this since Andrew Luck. I mentioned that before. Uh, they've been doing this since he got in town into Indianapolis. But and the only difference, only big deal that's in front of Andrew Luck that's left is he has to knock down New England's door. This could be the year. This is a healthy Indianapolis team. To do so, and they've been knocking on New England's door. They've been beating every other team in the NFL besides New England since Andrew Luck's gotten here. Kind of remind me of Peyton Manning days, but Andrew Luck has been performing better than Peyton Manning would against New England. It's just the team kind of laps against New England. Now you got a team right. with confidence, a team who's noticing they're a week away from their ultimate dreams coming true. They're a Sunday fourth fourth quarter clock going zero zero from having their dream ultimate dreams coming true and playing in the Super Bowl. So exactly, you can't you can't ask for anything more right. in that type of situation because you feel like you got to a point you you got to dominate the team and you look what that Indianapolis Colts team have come how far they've come even when their coach of uh, uh, Pagano was you know fighting and battling cancer and and, and won mm-hmm. they were still dominant they was doing it for they were doing it for a lot of reasons and, and now these guys are just that talented and, and they're also doing it with a lot of acquisitions like the the uh free agencies and you got Mathis who's not playing mm-hmm. uh due to some nonsense that he went through with the um home on field or something like that. Yeah. 
who's, who's probably one of the best in the game at what he does at the defensive end position. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these guys have stepped up, and we always talk about how the Cardinals stepped up in situation. But when you got a quarterback in the offense and a guy named T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. and you got a, you got a chance to win some games. You got a chance to be, like you said, get to your ultimate goal. In the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, like, like uh, go back to the point that you were saying about uh, Robert Mathis. I mean, this guy, he, he would have been playing by now if he didn't tear his Achilles as well uh, in a workout yep. or something like that. He would have been on yep. the field right now as we speak this coming up Sunday. And also mention guys like T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck. It's, it's, this is some talented guys who are probably tired of getting beat up by that bully. And, you know, you've been watching a lot of uh, – you know, championship football or playoff football in some of these college bowl games, you'll see a team like Alabama, Oregon, just dominating everyone all season, kind of like New England. Then you get a team like Ohio State, you know, everybody's overlooking them. But they'll find a way. They'll find that team unity to punch the bully right in the mouth. All we need is one game, one victory, and boom, we're on the scene. If Indianapolis win this game, T.Y. Hilton's name will, will shoot up the racks. Andrew Luck, he's already up there. They know. I mean, he's like you said before uh, yesterday, uh, he's pretty much born to be an NFL quarterback, so he's kind of already up there. But everyone else, all this other talent, would definitely fly up to Salem, kind of like Ohio State is right now. They're flying right. high. And not just T.Y. Um, let me go back to Andrew Luck. If he, if he beats this game, he wins his AFC championship game, he goes into another bracket or image that we see him as. Mm-hmm. We knew he was good coming from that uh, pro-style offense out of Stanford. And, and the whole decision of making uh, letting Peyton Manning go for t- uh, Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. well, that decision looked like it was the right decision. Now, I, I, I wouldn't comment on what Ursay uh, said about all that because it was the wrong time, but he would go into another bracket. We knew he was good. The things he, the things he did, even the mistakes, he said, oh, that's a rookie mistake. But even the great stuff to say, Wow, he's going to be great one day. Right. So if he was to beat Tom Brady in this AFC and the New England Patriots in this AFC game, and image-wise or or, or perception-wise, he goes into another bracket that he can't come out of. Yeah. And he and it was the best thing about it is he can handle that. He can handle going to that next level because you see the maturity with him being a number one overall draft pick. You see the difference between him and RG3. RG3 is trying to play – I'm the number two pick. I'm the first round draft pick. Who are you? See, who? <laughs> you know your favorite quarterback, your favorite thug in the NFL. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's your favorite thug. You remember that? No, I don't. He a he a nice <laughs> guy. He try to please too many people. Try to please too many. When you try to please too many people, you don't want to get hurt in the end. Yeah. And, look at him now. Yeah, and I think Luck can handle that that next level uh, maturity, that next level glory because. It, it kind of reminds me of Tom Brady. Tom Brady can handle it. He's obviously been handling it since he got thrown up there. Peyton Manning, not so, because once the pressure starts getting on, he folds. He kept folding against New England year after year. Uh, or in that regular uh, first round of playoffs, it could be Denver. I remember they took a loss to Denver or uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. He couldn't pass the Steelers for quite some time. Even now in Indianapolis, uh, when it, just last week in Denver, you know, Peyton Manning still hasn't gotten over that you know, on that level of, okay, you can be the greatest of all time. Why don't you go go out there and reach for it and get it? But then his play kind of um, relapses. It kind of goes backwards just for like a couple of weeks, and then then he gets tossed back down under Tom Brady and being not legitimate the best player of all time or at his position or whatever. So I don't think he's a, I don't think he's the best player of all time. I don't care what I mean, at his, at his position, at his position. Yeah, no, no, it was true. Even mm-hmm. at the quarterback position, I know what those numbers read. Mm-hmm. I do know what those numbers read. We're talking about Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know what those numbers read. I know what they <laughs> say. But 
this guy falls apart in the playoffs. And I didn't want to believe that, but if you look at the numbers, that's what they say. Right. And his numbers as far as passing, attempts, touchdowns, and all that, he's out. He's outdone everybody. Mm-hmm. But those quarterbacks who have four, three, four, five Super Bowl rings, how can you not say they're not the best? They've, they've managed to get their team there. They've had Troy Aikman, had Michael Irvin, and, and, and Emmitt Smith. He had those guys. But he was the quarterback. He was the manager of that team. And then you look what Dallas had, that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just, hey, man, it's, that's, a, that's a conversation that you can argue at the bar. At you the can, shop. yeah. You can, you can, but I don't, he's not the best. He got great numbers. Mm-hmm. And if you want to say numbers speak for themselves, then we could, we could change history on a whole lot of things. <laughs> You're absolutely right, man. I mean, you, you you got a point. Yeah, you can definitely argue this up and down uh, 465 days or 365 days a year. You can definitely argue that. Uh, Isn't this the same conversation we have with Michael Jordan being the best? Yeah, ever? yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to go toe-to-toe with anybody with that one. Cause. Yeah, how is he the best ever? <laughs> he, he's what we see right now, and he did it with a different, he did it with a different style. Mm-hmm. And then... There was no marketing, no commercials. There was not not when uh, Wook and all those guys, right. people who got 11, 11 rings. <laughs> there was no marketing for them. No. No, we no, had marketing. Shoot. <laughs> You'd be talking about them now as the best. Yeah. I mean, he's the best now because he went through, like you said, a huge marketing uh, statement time and era. He was the first one right. to do that. First one to have the Air Jordans. And now it's being sold like hotcakes around the world. Uh yeah, I mean that that's the reason why he gets thrown up in that pedestal and yeah, guys like Bill Russell definitely get overlooked, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But going back to this game, uh like I I I like the way that you uh made the statement of man, a lot of people are talking about Green Bay and Indianapolis and now going over to the Green Bay Seattle side of things. It's it's the same deal with Aaron Rodgers because with with A-Rod I mean, it's so many people talking down and talking about uh, Seattle's defense, scared of Richard Sherman, don't want to throw to his side. Aaron Rodgers is a smart quarterback. He's a he's been there. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's he respects Richard Sherman's game and what he quoted and said. I respect him, but I'm not scared of him. And I think that's absolutely true. Even though week one of the NFL season, he did not throw anything to his side. Even throw he didn't even throw a piece of turf to that side. I don't know. <laughs> But he didn't even want to look in the rear view. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. It's a game plan. Maybe it's a big picture that we don't see. Absolutely. They meeting again, and now Jordan Nelson going to eat him up. Absolutely, because Seattle going to look at the film. Uh, the Richard Sherman preached about so much film these guys watch. I want to know how much film they watch because that's all he talks about. But but to be that good, yeah. they have to watch tons of film. I mean, you just you – <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You gotta watch a lot of film to be good. Well, when you watch film and you see that, uh, you go back to the game of week one. You try to see it's week one, man. Honestly, everything's not even in your playbook at week one. No. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you still gotta like you got players over to the right side of the field or the left side of the field. But right. you know, just as some things didn't turn out the way it did re- week one. Aaron Rodgers said, "Relax." He told us to relax. I'm gonna make it to the AFC Championship game, and that's what he had done. I'm gonna see Seattle again. So. You know, it just reminds me of when uh, they beat New England. He said it like that. He said something like that. He put a little. I might. I might put a little. Uh, little cherry on top of it. Yeah, a little, little sweet. But you know, that's how A Rod is, and I like. I like what A Rod gave so much praise to Marshawn Lynch, with him being a former teammate of his back at Cal Berkeley. 
Uh-huh. He was giving him so much praise in his press conference yesterday, talking about how great of a teammate he is, how great of a person he is, how he represents Oakland well. And because, you know, they're, the question is, how are you going to stop the run? How is, are you all prepared for Marshawn Lynch in that Seattle offense? Man, I'm sad how they uh, – I'm disturbed how they do and talk about Marshawn. Like, he ain't the best running back in the league. Yeah. I mean, LaDavion Bell, he, he's doing what he's doing. He, but when one guy means so much to his team mm-hmm. and what he does, and they try to isolate him because they don't want to pay him, they want to justify why they didn't pay him. And you brought it up, and I'm sorry, I apologize. I just want to hit you. <laughs> no, go ahead. But they didn't even want to pay this guy this year. And – you can see, and maybe they're saving him for the, the, the next two big games that they're possibly hoping to get to. But, mm-hmm. when, but when you take him out of the game, who they play like Carolina. They took him out. They put, uh, uh, who was the Turpin in? And Turpin's a good back, so he got to get his time, too, because you might need him down the road. Mm-hmm. But I think they try to isolate his, his carries and his yardage just so they can say, well, he's your numbers from last year, but the year before you were better. So they can look like he had a down year. Mm-hmm. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's my little two cents on... Uh, on um, the beast mode, I also got a little uh, rant on Jameis Wilson and Mar- uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, we're gonna. How they- <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna bring that up. Uh, we got about a minute before break, but I-, I was just wondering, man, are you going to join the petition that the Seahawks fan started for Marshawn Lynch, talking about how the media and the NFL is harassing him? Now they, they, the NFL fan has uh, started a petition over thirty two thousand signatures as of Wednesday afternoon, which I'm pretty sure it's probably doubled that by now because it's hitting the ceiling, hitting the fan out here nowadays. Or uh, now it's Thursday. Um, yeah, and people talk about the harassment of like the domestic violence that the NFL's uh, approaching, and how you know people are trying to label that the media and whatnot. The guy started Man, a petition. When, when they were trying to cover up Ebola and all that stuff, mm-hmm. they say, "Well, let's let's throw on this domestic violence." And that tells us, "Let's let these uh, let's show these black guys hitting their kids and their women." <laughs> right. Let's throw that on. Right. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, though. We'll be after the break. We're going to finish up more of this uh, petition talk, NFL talk. Also, you brought up Winston and Marietta. I can't wait to talk about this discussion as well. Some more NFL talk, more sports talk coming your way. You listen to the Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, Spider Man and Freezing full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live. Dimmery Lache is in studio. Kwame Lasseter here on the lines. Uh, before break, you know what, man? I woke up the other day, actually two days ago. I yeah, had I'm the sure you did. You here today? <laughs> I had the biggest crook in my neck, and it is still killing me to this day. That's one thing. That's one of my pet peeves: waking up with a crook in my neck. Why is it still <laughs> irritating me to the day? I feel like I got like a sword stuck down my back right now, and yeah, I can't turn is- left, right. Man, is, is it age? Is it that AGE catching up? I don't know. Like, it's, nah, it's, it's stuck uh, in me. You know, you wake up like that, you have a, um, you sleep a certain way, you sleep that way for a long time. Yeah. And you don't know it's not uncomfortable until you wake up. Yeah. Because you be in a deep sleep or somewhere of a deep sleep. Man, I don't know. It, 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 it's killing me, though. And another thing that killed me, I, I read a story uh, the other, yesterday, matter of fact, and you mentioned, like, the whole aspects of, like, the uh, the traffic and the freeways and the how many cars can fit? I, I I read the story about this lady the other day. She was on the freeway in the passing lane, in the fast lane, right. with four cars behind her backed up. This lady slams on her brakes, slows down, and cars are going everywhere. It creates an accident. They ask the lady, "What what what made you stop? What made you pretty much cause the accidents?" She gonna say, "Oh, because this light came on and I panicked. I didn't know what to do. I never seen this light come on. Do you know what light I'm talking about?" The brake light? The fuel pump light. Like the fuel you have about 10 miles left before you on E and her, go her get some gas. Her light, her gas light came on. She stops the car, causes accidents in the fast lane. You see, I'm, I already get irritated when I'm in the fast lane and it's a car that's blocking so much traffic. Right. I know we on air right now. I know we live, but it really irritates me. It was a funny story when I read it. I'm like, this lady could have got over it. Like nobody's on the right of her or the left of her. She could have got over to the right in her correct lane, slowed down then, and then figured out what the gaslight means. And no, what you out. need to do is some jail time for causing all that drama. <laughs> I ain't even lying. Lock her up? Time. Lock her up for 30 days. Man. All right. 30 days. Yeah, so I, I hope Super Bowl crowd people that's in town, that's in Phoenix, we don't have big freeways out here. Well, as much as I can hold in this big city, please. Be in the correct lanes, cause I I I'm one of those you know when I'm in the need for speed mood, I don't like nothing else in my way. But going on uh back to some more the petition. Sh- hey man, you what, what you doing? You over there holding side convos and dapping people up? No, I, I apologize. I know you did all that. <laughs> I usually have my phone on mute, uh, but when you talking, so you don't hear the background. No, I'm messing with you. But uh, back to this petition, man. You gonna sign this uh Marshawn Lynch? Media no, verse. No <laughs> Why not, man? The media harassing this man. I'm gonna sign it if the it comes my way. The media not gonna stop. 
if a petition is going to get it done, they will have more than 32,000 right now. Well, shoot, they got about 100,000 worth uh, already in Marshawn Lynch and over that, maybe over 200,000. what the NFL's about. They brought the NFL. You can't look at, um, look at the uh, receiver was in Cincinnati, uh, Chad Justin. Yeah. When he started promoting himself, they started getting, he started getting in trouble. The NFL can't promote you. They don't want you promoted. They want to make the money all for you. And, and that's what the NFL's all about. How can I take this commodity and be profitable and it benefits me, and whatever he gets or she gets, if it trickles down to him, then that's what it is. NFL is about the NFL first and foremost. Don't be mistaken. Everybody in the world better know that. It's the people who don't understand it. I guess I say I should say everybody in the world, but mm-hmm. it's the people who uh, just the fans. Fans think they uh, pay the salary of a lot of these guys anyway, so I guess <laughs> it's them. <laughs> true that. True that. Yeah, because these fans, they – They've been. They think they have a huge part in everything. NFL decisions and ticket. The only thing they have is the ticket revenue coming in. Make sure there's uh, butts in the seats for these players to come out here and entertain them with. But uh, some more. Um, I guess you could say entertainment news. Uh, you know, Rex Ryan moved on to the Buffalo Bills. We discussed that on Tuesday. But uh, his position got filled in New York by the New York Jets. With Ty Bowles. Mr. Ty Bowles. Rex Ryan, real quick. Go ahead. I thought that was a, I thought that was a great hiring, mm-hmm. and then I I came to my senses. I it was a great <laughs> hiring. Rex Ryan going to B- Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo already had a good defense. Rex Ryan should have went to Chicago somewhere where they had an offense because he can't do offense. He should have went to Chicago. He should have went to Atlanta. Then he can make a defense out of that Chicago Bears terrible defense. Then he back to where he always talk about he gonna be. Well, I, yeah. I, thought it was, I thought that Buffalo hiring was going to be a great hire. It is a good hire, mm-hmm. but it's, he has the same thing he had in um, New York. Yeah, it's pretty much the same went, job. You look at the offensive power that the Buffalo, that the uh, Chicago Bears have. They don't mm-hmm. have a defense, and and Rex is a defensive genius. And if he would have went to Chicago, we'd be talking about Chicago and a year or two uh, NFC North champs. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I would definitely. I you can't argue that. But at the same time. Uh, you know, he wanted to stay in this AFC East division. Think about it. You got New England finished at twelve and four in that division. Buffalo finished at nine and seven, number two in the AFC East. Then you got Miami eight and eight, and the Jets four and twelve. So, yeah, even though without an offense, and they can move some uh, parts around on that offensive end, there was a lot of injuries to Buffalo's offense as well. With CJ Spiller going down, uh, and they still need to find a quarterback. Injuries to the O line as well. And they're about a receiver away, one or two receivers away from, uh, well, you got Sammy Watkins in there, but it took him a year to they develop. Even, they didn't even want Sammy Watkins. That's why the coach left. <laughs> Man, they, Sammy Watkins ain't going nowhere. Sammy Watkins ain't not leaving. I'm saying that wasn't <laughs> the consensus in the, in the, in the uh, film or in the, in the draft board room. That wasn't the consensus, but I think that's why the coach left. And didn't he get a new job? Uh, Buffalo's coach? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think he, he got, got one. That good old boy system, he got one. I oh, yeah. spent my life on it. No doubt about it. No doubt about that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look at uh, Buffalo's last game of the season. They beat New England 17-9. So, you know, that's the reason why Rex Ryan. And, and the Chicago, look at division Chicago's with, man. You got Green Bay, Minnesota's on the rising. Green Bay's dominating. Uh, Detroit playing great football. Uh, was a play away from going to the uh, second round uh, when they took that loss to the Cowboys on the road. That's a hard division to start winning in. I mean, you're going to start at the bottom with Chicago anyway. I had Detroit winning that division. But uh, mm-hmm. even with Green Bay, that 
Aaron Rodgers be great big factor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Minnesota's getting better. So that's a that's a pretty tough division. I think he and you take a number two team in the AFC East. They almost made the playoffs with the Buffalo Bills. All they got to do is find a great a, a quarterback. I mean, I thought EJ Manuel was the one, but obviously, man, EJ Manuel snuck into the draft. Uh, he <laughs> needs to step up. He, these guys come into the draft and don't take it serious. They don't know his business. You got to be in that film room like this is all you got to do. What, what else? What club is important than what paying you hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah, get in the film room, learn the craft. I guarantee you, Cardell what? Jones can get in there and make a difference. I'll drive Cardell Jones in a minute. <laughs> I'll take a chance on him. No, nah, man, you would. He, he only three games deep. Hey, we he we be a fan. He played three big games, and all, he's not coming in to start. He's coming in to learn. You see that arm? Um, you see that side? The Cam Newton. Cam uh, Newton. What about Cam? That's uh, that's that's Cardell Jones. And <laughs> and about a two two or three years. Yeah. With some great tools. Yeah. Give Absolutely. A, a lot of teams don't got uh, quarterback coaches. They just got offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. And we ain't never quarterback. Absolutely. I agree. Now, uh, yeah, what, what was it, yesterday or late Tuesday afternoon, uh, the New York Jets signed Mr. Todd Bowles f- leaving Arizona. Dave, Dave Atkins just told me Washington Redskins. That's why RG3 stinks right now. Oh, yeah? And, and, yeah, they, ain't, they don't have a quarterback. Well, they just thought, go play, boy. They'll use your athletic ability and go play. Yeah. Throw a screen or two and run. Run if you have to. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Cardell Jones could definitely. Yeah, if I was him, man, I got to. I'll take that jump in a heartbeat, man. Because he played the, three big games. <laughs> what, what more do you need? What no, more do you need? I don't need to see anymore. Because you might not be the starter next year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you might not start another stuff. game on the college. You might. He's gonna go in the second round. That's worst case. <laughs> I see him as a mid rounder right now. <laughs> You I on that? You on that Cardell Jones bandwagon, huh? You, I'm on his bandwagon. Ah. That guy proved his weight. He proved it. He showed up. They won't try to even play him. He, hey, These he, guys had to get hurt. He can go to the Jets. Him and Gino can compete. He can go to the Jets, and, and he gonna be. Then he he's not gonna grow there. I'm looking for a place <laughs> for him to grow. Okay, you right. We can't grow in the top bowls now. Top bowls? No, top bowls are defensive guy. He can't grow into this. Yeah, and I feel like the Jets just. Hired the same exact guy, just not yeah, as big hired, ego. Rex Ryan. Just not as yeah, just not as big ego. Honestly, I think Ty Bowles got a big ego. The way he blitzed, what seventy percent of the time, that's 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 a big ego. So you gotta have an ego. Even the coaches gotta have an ego. It yeah. ain't gonna work. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you gotta have some type of swagger, some ego behind you. But Rex Ryan and I think Ty Bowles have the two biggest egos. These two guys blitz the most out of any coaches besides uh, Rex Ryan's brother down there in New Orleans. These guys blitz the mess out of anybody. Dick Limbo, he know he blitzes a lot, but he knows when to blitz, when to you know send certain guys certain packages. Uh, Todd Bowles, he don't care what package out on the field. He's sending eight guys. He's sending seven, eight guys a play. Yeah, well, you can't defend them. You can't defend True them. True that. Guys. You can't protect. You can't protect eight guys blitzing. True that. You can't. No offense can can defend. The ball got to come out. The quarterback got to be smart. The tight end got to have adjusted route, sight route. Mm -hmm. You can't defend that unless they. You got a smart offense. Yeah, and that's why I count on them being dummies. (laughs) Absolutely, especially in the. We're gonna see what they're gonna look like in AFC East uh, with this Tabo defense. Hopefully, he gets Geno on track or. I I don't think he's even gonna look over and touch on the offensive end because they hired that. uh, Offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach. I don't know uh, this past season with Rex, and you know he's going to control the offense once again because he's still there. So, 
Yeah, he, uh, I think a lot of these coaches went into the same situation. Mm-hmm. Outside of Kyle Bowles, because he did have offense halfway through the season until the quarterbacks got hurt. But if you don't have a quarterback, you see what happens on a lot of teams. Yep. Absolutely. So now we, uh, we can move into the, that, that debate talk that we talked about earlier a little bit. Uh, Mariota Winston. Mariota put his name in the draft as of yesterday. Uh, and he's entering the draft early, even though he's a redshirt junior. Uh, he has no business going back to Oregon to begin with, so it's not a surprise. He throws his name in the draft. He's now entered the draft. Potentially number one pick, arguably with uh, Jameis Winston, both going to get today. I think today starts the day with them competing. Who's going to start for Tampa Bay week one, um, hands down? Who's going to be the starter in, for the Buccaneers in day one? Mariota Winston. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, draft uh, pre-draft situation, pre-draft workouts, and for them to uh, be decorated kind of like RG3 and Andrew Luck. I remember you said it numerous times before. It's going to be interesting, though, to see these two uh, debate, uh, see these two uh, go head-to-head before uh, Tampa Bay makes that ultimate decision. So, I think uh, all those genius and, and prognosticators, <laughs> when they were trying to give uh, Marietta the Heisman, he was the greatest thing since ever. Now yeah. he's done it into the draft. Now they want to find everything bad about him. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what they do with that marketing stuff. He was good to go when he was trying to win the Heisman. You wanted, you didn't want somebody else to win it. Mm-hmm. And they never speak for themselves. They never speak for themselves. I, I thought he should have gotten the Heisman, but he was the greatest thing since ever. Yeah. Now that he, uh, now that he into the draft, you're looking for everything bad about him. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah, you're right because they pumped him up so much. Uh, oh, this guy's been dominating college football for three years, four years, and greatest thing since sliced bread, and uh, putting up terrific numbers there at Oregon and with their offense. But I mean, let's 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 just break this down a little bit between Mariota and Winston. Winston, he he runs their pro style NFL pro style offense that Jimbo Fisher brought to Florida State. There's no question about it. He can go under center. He can go shotgun. And you still get the same footwork, same structure in Winston's play. Mariota, shotgun, lovely uh, candidate who's been in shotgun since day one, plays in the Pac-12. You know the difference between Pac-12 and Florida State or Oregon players and Florida State athletes. Oregon, they're not scared to recruit two-star, three-star athletes out of high school, throw a 1,000 plays in one minute, to make these athletes look, you know, kind of better than what they are. So they can't compete with the five-star, four-star recruits that go to Florida State, Ohio State. That's why Ohio State can run the ball down the throws because of that line of scrimmage. You got five-star O-linemen going against three-star uh, defensive and defensive tackles and vice versa on the other side of the ball. So, yeah, Mariota is going to excel at a quarterback position because, oh, he's making these guys look better. These guys were under-recruited and Oregon, Nike jerseys, whatever. Ducks on the helmet. Uh, you know, it makes Mariota look better than what he is. And then when you go back and look at film, he's not running the, really the pro-style type offense. And that's when it gets looked down and he gets his names get dropped uh, from being the number one overall pick, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now he's being judged. I mean, how do you, see, how do you feel about these two? How do you, what do you think about it? What do you think about these two? I don't think it's that fair, but, you know. I, I agree. It's not fair at all. It's just what it is and how you market <laughs> yeah. these guys. Yeah, I think, absolutely. Uh, I think if I'm Tampa Bay, I take Jameis Winston. Even with all Winston antics on the field, off the field, 
between him and Coach Fisher uh, down there in Seminole land, all the chaos he created, you would still take him number one. That's number what, one draft pick. Number that's what one. you say. <laughs> he's becoming, he becoming a man. You get, get to the pros, you got to leave all that college stuff alone. Well, yeah, obviously well, you can tell that he can play through adversity. But Look at all that adversity he played, against, played in this whole year, but it was hating on him. Mm-hmm. You got a guy who can fight through that, and it didn't even look like it was bothering him. Mm-hmm. But you got adversity. You can play through that. That's, that's what I'm talking about right there. Heisman, yeah, I make you a pro. Yeah, absolutely. Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks currently in NFL: Johnny Menzel, zero two; Robert Griffin the third, fourteen and twenty one; Cam Newton, thirty thirty one and one tie; Sam Bradford, eighteen and thirty, one tie; Carson Palmer, seventy and seventy three. These are their records, wins and losses for the Heisman quarterbacks. Now you got two Heisman quarterbacks coming in at the same draft. So, are they saying like these guys are basically coming in to lose? Who's the one who's going to lose more than the other? Who's going to be the one to change? See, I don't get these, uh, you know, these Heisman winning quarterbacks. I mean, you expect them to come in and just change the whole franchise around or what? You know, like put them on bad teams, they're going to put up bad numbers. They're going to have bad wins and losses, correct? No, I agree. I agree. I think I think Cam Newton will have a more successful uh, it was good. Most successful um, pro season. Not to say Mary was going to have a bad one, but I think right. successful Cam Newton, what he does. And it's not Warren Moon and that and those five running shoot offense, that running shoot offense he had. It's not that. Yeah. And, and he would do well in those. Yeah. And that's, and that's the biggest uh, difference and issue. Like I was saying before with Oregon, you know, they don't, they don't bring in the top highly touted recruits. They bring in these low star, well, uh, they bring in these ranked, I guess you could say, uh, low star athletes. And, you know, they make them look like five star recruits. They make them look uh, exceptional, put up these high numbers. You have receivers breaking records, having the most receiving yards and uh, college football seasons and competing but, uh, with the guys in history. And kind of like the same deal how they do down there at Baylor. I mean, Baylor's not going to compete with Texas, with the recruiting of, like, Texas, bigger schools, Texas A&M, Oklahoma's, OSU's. But they get these guys, and then uh, they come up with some type of scheme, these quick throws, get these athletes out in space, hurry plays, so you can does – that over, does that really overshadow the game of football? Does that overshadow in your eyes? We've got about a minute left. Do you think that overshadows – the athlete in themselves, or does it overshadow the game of football? Probably the game of football, because for those who know about football, mm-hmm. probably the game itself. It's the game itself that overshadows, but, you know, somebody who just enjoys football, you know, you, you get to, again, you get fans from fanatics, but I think there's two differences. One of them crazy, one of them enjoy the game. Right. It, it overshadows, though, if you know about football, because you know a lot of that stuff ain't right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take another quick break here. Uh, coming up after break, we're going to have more sports to talk about. Finish up in our last segment, some NBA news, some NBA talks as well. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. Hey, welcome back, welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Uh, we are live. I am in the studio, Demi Lachey. We had Kwame here on the lines for the first two segments, but uh, he has dropped off. Uh, he has to go attend those guys at the camp, and uh, he was actually pretty much coaching them while the show was going on, and that's why there was a lot of noise, a lot of hectic going on there. But, uh, yeah, he has dropped off for the last segment, so I'm here by myself alone, and... Uh, yeah, going into uh, it's, it's championship weekend like we discussed earlier. Um, big, huge uh, games coming up. A lot of uh, future plans, I guess you could say, for each four, each of the four teams. Because if you look at Seattle's situation, especially Seattle and Indianapolis, it's kind of similar because they both have quarterbacks who have came into the NFL, pretty much dominated the game at in their division, not only in their division, but their conference as well. Uh, big high names with Seattle dealing with Russell Wilson and Indianapolis and Andrew Lux. Their contracts is coming up. This is their first um, time coming out of their rookie contracts. Their first time where they can actually sign some guaranteed money if needed to. If not, there's been rumors and speculation that's been going along, going around for Andrew Lux's name saying that this guy can very well and probably will. Uh, with talks with his agent and with the Indianapolis Colts, sign the biggest deal. NFL history, not only at its position, but uh, for the game itself. And it's like they're talking about uh, rumors around $25 million a year. Um, it's insane. That's incredible. The number it could be higher than that, non-guaranteed. Uh, but they're trying to make it like a pretty much his agent and some of the uh, Colts organization, some of their uh, front office people have been discussing that you're talking $25 million at the minimum. Guaranteed. Uh, I think that's incredible. That's pretty much they're going to lock him up for a lifetime. Um, I hope that they do and not let them get away uh, or let him get away later on in his career, kind of like how Peyton Manning did. But, you know, it's Andrew Luck's time. I think he definitely well deserved it. He is the future of the NFL, future face of the NFL, especially at the quarterback position. At the um, that's pretty much the most well known position in the game of football, obviously. 
And Andrew Luck, I think he's ready. He has the maturity level. He's uh, he has the mindset. Um, like I said, he's very mature to handle that. He's very mature to handle a big contract to be the face of the NFL, especially at the quarterback position to lead on to have the torch passed down from uh, Paige Manning and Tom Brady because they're on their uh, last few years, last few legs. Um, Paige Manning talking, you know, there, there might not be a return. He might retire. He's taking time off. And John Elway came out and had statements about saying, you know, we're going to wait on Peyton. We're going to make sure, you know, that he feels comfortable with the right decision he's making. And there's also been rumors about the Manning family all coming together with Archie Manning and Peyton Manning possibly becoming a coach slash GM uh, with this upcoming season with the Broncos and having Archie be the general manager of the Broncos, John Elway being the owner, of course, and then having Peyton Manning slide in as a head coach. Uh, that would be very interesting, or at least start off as an offensive coordinator, maybe even bring in Eli over to play the quarterback position because Eli's contract is coming up in New York here either this season or I believe next season. He might be a free agent this year. I got to check up on that, but that'll be very interesting. But going back to uh, Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson, I mean, these these two have came into the NFL and pretty much taken it over since day one. And quarterbacks like this don't come around often. They don't come into the NFL this uh, young, this inexperienced, and settle in and make a big difference not only for the team but for the NFL itself. I mean, these guys – they play just alike. They both have big, strong arms, um, both great with accuracy, uh, both very agile, um, very athletic and run pretty fast with both of them. Uh, even though I think Russell Wilson is probably the quickest out the bunch, but you cannot sleep on the footwork and movement that Andrew Luck has built. Uh, he's a built truck, man. He's an athlete, big guy, uh, bigger stature guy than Russell Wilson, but – uh, Russell Wilson contract, you know, that with Seattle's talking, I mean, they have a lot of free agents that they need to pay. And their prior, priority, number one, is to take care of Mr. Russell Wilson. And I think that's deservingly should, even though they have Marshawn Lynch back there in the backfield that needs to get paid as well. Uh, I think he's number two on the list, but you definitely got to make sure you have Russell Wilson locked up, locked in. Uh, for a lifetime deal as well. I know his rumors have been going around saying around a uh, little bit of $5 million difference between Andrew Luck, around $20 million, $21 million guaranteed uh, a year for Russell Wilson in Seattle. And I think that number is uh, I think that number is about right for Russell Wilson. Uh, he doesn't have to go the length of the field. He's not really the main, uh, I guess you could say, the biggest superstar on Seattle's team, uh, not for sure you got a, a loudmouth, uh, all-pro cornerback who can who can back it up though. And Richard Sherman, best cornerback in football, changes the whole aspect of the field on the defensive end. I mean, he got his pay this past season, uh, but at the same time, with Russell Wilson now, you got some very you got a great talent around you in Seattle. You can't really expect the Andrew Luck money, but I know his agent. It's, he's probably going to push for it. I mean, I know I would because the way that Russell Wilson changes the game for Seattle, I mean, it's just incredible. It's kind of like how LeBron James changed the game for the NBA. And I compare this because once LeBron James is on the court, he brings the ball up, you don't know what he can do. You don't know what he's going to do with the ball. You know what he can do. A lot of us look at him and say, you know what, he's 
it's the NBA. It's all about scoring. He should be able to drop 30 points, 40-plus uh, points a game. It's easy to him. He's he's big. He's fast, uh, very agile, can duck over, shoot over anyone, and uh, he can dominate this game. But what's scary is that LeBron James can pass the ball. He can pass it at any point, perfect pass. Uh, motion. He has shooters on the wing. He got guys he can depend on. He can't put. He w- he's not going to put it all on his shoulders, kind of like per se uh, Michael Jordan would or Larry Bird, Magic Johnson would back in their prime. But with LeBron, he's a facilitator. He likes his teammate. He loves to make his teammates better, and that's the same deal that Russell Wilson brings on the football field. This guy could take over if he wanted to. He could sit back, shotgun, uh, call plays at the line of scrimmage, and do. Just a regular traditional quarterback, he can go under center and do that. But that would take so much away from his overall game. And Russell Wilson, he's so agile. He used it, uses that um, at, at the NFL level and dominates that. With usually the the type of play that you see uh, Russell Wilson that he brings to the NFL is kind of a lot of people say it's pre- pretty collegiate. Kind of you know they throw Russell Wilson around his name around in there along with like RG three or. Uh, Mr. Colin Kaepernick. I mean, these guys are very agile, and I hope Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota could take notes out of uh, Russell Wilson's book because the way he dominates the game, it, it, he doesn't just do it with just his arm. He do it with his feet. He creates plays with his feet first and then can dominate with his arm, or he can finish the play and run, scramble for 20-plus yards, and you wouldn't even know it. Uh not only that, he has a strong backfield. Other guys around him can get paid. He has a strong defense that he could depend on. Those guys can get paid. And it's just and it still comes back to the quarterback position at the end of the day, who can hold it all together. And Russell Wilson does that. I mean, he's great in community, great uh on the field, off the field, great person. So it's gonna be pretty interesting to see who's gonna uh end up with that big contract because that's that's been a, a lot of talks uh especially before the season especially uh, everything that uh Robert Griffin III is going through and him being in that same draft class as well and his money issues was being discussed AJ AJ Manuels along with Ryan Tannehill's uh those are another other guys that are in that draft as well but uh with Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson I mean these guys they just took the game to a whole nother level. And I'm excited to see what Marcus Mariota is going to do. Even though, yeah, I did downplay him about uh, Marcus Mariota at Oregon. Yeah, you don't have top-tier talent around you. You don't have five-star, four-star prospects. And that's pretty much what you get kind of in the, in the Pac-12. You might get a four-star, five-star recruit here or there, but you don't ultimately get like Alabama recruits where the whole roster is – pretty much four-star, five-star recruits, same deal like like Ohio State, Michigan, those bigger, uh, well-known, traditional football powerhouse programs. At school like Oregon, I mean, they're a team now um, that's starting their tradition, starting their swagger, starting their uh, big-time football mojo, and now they're now they can be looked upon in the next few years of starting to gain those recruits, but with Marcus Mariota play, I mean, the systems. The reason why certain college programs were in these certain uh, no huddle offenses, these fast tempo offenses, it's to kind of shadow over the talent that they have. No, they can't line up in the I formation, go head to head with teams like Ohio State and uh, USC, 
you can't line up against those teams like Texas. You can't do that. It, it's not possible because you don't have the same size, same structure of recruits and same money issues. But Oregon's starting to gain that money. They're starting to, they've been taking over since about the year about uh, 2005, I would say. So they're on their way. And with Mariota, it kind of downplays his game because he can only show one form of it. He can only show uh, the shotgun. And uh, with with him running plays from shotgun, with him running uh, like the read draws or read, running back read plays, and, you know, it's only certain plays set up for certain guys and putting guys in the perfect position. And that doesn't work, and he could take off running or he could switch the play up and hand it off as well. So that kind of overshadows his game for the pro, for the NFL game. And it's kind of disappointing because uh, you got a guy like Jameis who's fit for it, who's been fit, who's been brought it up in this when he played up with the Seminoles at Florida State. And so, you know, he's ready for the pro-style quarter. He's ready for that. He, he can handle adversity. But how do you trust a guy like Jameis Winston so much because of all of his off-the-field incidents? And is he really mature enough? Can he handle the spotlight? Uh, at a higher level, can he handle the media? Can he handle all the attention bringing a pot on his shoulders? We don't know yet. I thought the same deal with uh, RG3 when once he came out. You know, you see this guy, happy smile, um, always done everything right, uh, Olympic speed, uh, track runner, uh, Olympic hurdler, or speed when he was at college at Baylor. He only did track and field for about a semester. Um, great deal, great guy off the field, on the field, uh, never got into any trouble. But then once the NFL spotlight got to him, you know, a lot of people saying RG3, he's just trying to make his brand, trying to uh, brand RG3, and he got caught up with that right now. And you see what he's going through now. So it kind of brings that that worry for uh, Jameis Winston. And, you know, now it starts now. And everything, little thing that he says and does from here on now is going to be definitely wired. It's, it's going to be looked upon uh, more than anything, especially fighting for a number one overall draft pick. And it doesn't really matter because both of these quarterbacks, Mariota and Winston, they're going to be going one or two quarterback-wise. I'm not saying one or two in the draft, but quarterback-wise, I mean, you, these are going to be the first two quarterbacks taking off, uh, hands down. It's just how quickly that I'm willing to see, how quickly are they going to adapt to the NFL, how they're going to adapt to the NFL speed, to the media, to the nurture that's the business part behind scenes, behind what's going on off the field. How quickly can you adapt to that? That's my issue. Uh, last night is a pretty good game between the uh, Chicago Bulls and the uh, Washington Wizards with the Wizards coming out on top. Uh, a lot of talk has been, you know, John Wall, has he passed Derrick Rose in the overall point guard position? Uh, and I believe so. Right now, with Derrick Rose, I mean, he's falling. He has his health issues. But last night, you know, Derrick Rose did make a statement. Hey, I, I, he dropped 32 points last night, which was incredible. But then again, uh, I think John Wall is here because he's winning games. Uh, Derrick Rose has taken a lot of losses with the Bulls thus far this season. And that's just one of the interesting things I'm looking forward to in the NBA season where these two particular players were actually – with the point guard position in the East, who's going to dominate the point guard position in the East? Because obviously the West is loaded with point guards with Rondo now moving over to the West and Steph Curry holding it down. Um, who's going to pick it up over here in the East? You know, the Hawks are winning big time games and they have a pretty good uh, point guard with uh, Jeff Teague, who's from Indianapolis, who I played against in high school. Uh, 
you know, and they're the leading team in the East, so he's going to be looked upon now, along with Lowry uh, with the Raptors, and then you have John Wall, Derrick Rose, who's been named the MVP before, coming back from the injury. I mean, he dropped 32 last night, but, you know, where does this really put Derrick Rose upon the great NBA point guards? Is he getting passed up now by these younger guys, by Kyrie Irving? It's going to be interesting to see, especially when playoff time starts. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, we will be back on the show tomorrow with more sport, sports talk coming your way. Thanks you for tuning in. It's Demi Lachey, Kwame Lasseter uh, signing out. We'll get with you tomorrow, and we're out. You listen to Kwame Lasseter. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.